Hey beautiful people, welcome back to another life-changing, life-altering installment of The In-Between. My name is Ayek and I'm the host of The In-Between. Came up with the idea in 2021, not on my own volition now that I'm thinking about it, and it has evolved into a lot of things. But the tenets of The In-Between podcast are to bring healing, peace, and freedom in every area of our lives. If you're a millennial, you're an older Gen Z, <laughs> I'm sure you're in some phase or some part of your life where you feel like you're in between the now and the next. The next could be marriage. The next could be a new job. The next could be graduation. The next could be moving out of your parents' house. The next could be getting a dog or selling a dog, whatever the case may be. We're here to have conversations about all of that built on the foundation of the truth and gospel of Jesus Christ. So if it's your first time here, I thank you so much for coming. If you're returning, as always, you guys welcomed me with great joy (laughs) last week. Um, I was kind of nervous coming back because I'm like, this bomb, you know, uh, I've never been against dropping a bomb and walking away or dropping a bomb and then looking like from the corner to see your reaction. But it was just like, we're coming in hot. But I'm glad that we did. And I'm glad that you guys are enjoying the direction that the in-between is taking, as I always say, there's nothing off limits. Based on the type of person I am, the type of life that I've lived, there's actually very few things that I have not seen. Like, very few things surprise me just because of life. And I think when you get to a certain point, if you've lived any life, you've there, there should be, or there, I'm assuming there might be things that don't surprise you, but be again, because of the type of person I am, very few things surprise me. So there's nothing that topic-wise or discussion-wise is going to be off limits in any of our conversations. So just mentally prepare. Now, I know last week I had mentioned that I'm looking for social media manager and I did not have the email, but guys, I wrote it down. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can attest that that I wrote it down. If you're interested in doing managing a social media account mostly instagram i'm open to tiktok i am open to tiktok i would try and youtube or if you have questions inquiries we're starting ask aic we're go we're gonna do aic solve my problems again we're doing it again so if you have not sent your email in for this edition which we're hopefully gonna do mid january so like i'll give you the exact date but Send, send it all, send it all in, send feedback and everything to podcast.inbtwn at gmail.com. That is podcast.inbtwn at gmail.com. I didn't know how many people named their podcast in between. That means many of us are in between, no? Because when I open the email, I'm like, oh, no, no, this should be good. I should be able to, to, um... (laughs) My brothers, my sisters, I was not able. So that's why the in-between is shortened a bit. And if you don't follow us already on Instagram, we're almost at 100 followers. Let's go, let's go. It is underscore the in-between podcast, like the full word, underscore the in-between podcast. And then if you are thinking about watching me on YouTube, you can, you really can. Feel free to check me out. Feel free to check us out and subscribe. We are the in between pod literally if you type the in between pod you'll see me you see my logo you see everything please feel free to subscribe what's been what is the vibe what's been going on y'all since last week 
how do you feel about the holidays? The holidays are always an interesting thing. They're a tough one for a lot of people. I think on one end, there's this urge to constantly be excited, but then it also means the end of the year. Oh, I didn't meet this timeline. I still didn't meet my man, my man, my man. Like, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, I still didn't meet my man, my man, my man. Those kinds of things can be challenges for people. Um, I didn't get the job or I did get the job and it's not what I expected. These people are my neck about having babies. I, I just married the person last week. Now, what is it? He too, he's stressing me. Like, you know, those kinds of things. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot with the holiday season. And then also if you've experienced loss, unfortunately for a lot of families, it's hard. It is hard during the holiday season. Um, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? We're boycotting a lot of things right now at the moment. So there's certain vibes that we had last year that we don't have this year because we're boycotting because we don't, uh, we do not support oppression of any form and i'm saying that as i record on an iphone and an ipad as our brothers and sisters in the democratic republic of congo are being slaughtered modern day slavery is taking place there is a group a group of people in power including the leader of the country if you know anything about the drc um Let's keep spreading the word. I have very, very, a very soft spot for the Democratic Republic of Congo because of its history and what I know that God is doing or God wants to do in, in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Painful history, painful history and people, the Congolese people have constantly been slighted, abused, taken advantage of. Um, it is painful. I, I hold... Congolese people close to my heart. Very beautiful people, talented, gifted people, beautiful voices, beautiful music. They're passionate. They remind me of Nigerians, but they speak French and Lingala and various other languages. They're like the French speaking Nigerians. But if you don't know what's going on in the Democratic Republic of Congo, please, I would just type, type free Congo, hashtag on TikTok. Um, there's a lot going on in Haiti. There's a lot going on in the Middle East. There's a lot going on in Sudan. We do not, um, we do not support oppression and we do not support systems that are oppressive here. I say we, <laughs> hoping that you are with me on that, but yeah, I do not condone, we do not make room for spaces and systems of oppression. Now, where was I going with that? If you're new to the podcast, this is how we do. We just go from one thing to another. But I was saying that a lot of change, there have been a lot of changes during the holiday season in terms of what I buy, what I don't buy, because of solidarity we stand 10 toes down now if a time comes where we have to stop using our phone and ipad the reason why i keep bringing up the devices is the material that is used to make these phones is what is being mined in democratic Repu republic of congo um people are not given ppe like proper yeah people whatever ppe stands for and they're being exploited children having to work hours upon hours and you know what hurts the most some of the people who have monopolized this were actually people who fought against oppressive systems. And now they, now they are the oppressors. So yeah, it's a lot going on with that. A lot going on with that. What else? What else? What else has been going on? Yeah, I, the holiday season, Thanksgiving was tough because I wasn't with my family. My sister works. My I mean, they're all in the healthcare, so they, they got to go get them. 
that overtime. Come on now. And I stayed in New York. It was tough. Child, I was crying every day. I was crying every day. But then I realized, well, Thanksgiving is only one day. I don't know why I said every day, but <clears throat> I realized, my ladies, you know, there's that week, that particular week where everything is a reason to cry. Like if somebody asked me, oh, where'd you get your wig, your wig from? I will cry. Is that weak? I now put two and two together that something is going on. That something is that's weak. So that might have had something to do with it. I'm trying so hard to be present. I know we use that word a lot and I, <laughs> yeah, I use it very well. I'm trying so hard to be present because yes, I'm looking forward to a lot of things this time next year and all of those stuff, but there's something about now. Like I'm so up obsessed kind of obsessed with not missing out on the now like we have so many exciting things coming up in life that is our reality the best is yet to come the worst is really honestly behind us but it's like this right now this in between Ayek, you must enjoy this in between no i'm not joking that's that's how that's how i've had to be on my own neck and i know that the lord has been on my neck about it as well so just saying just saying what else this cyber truck thing tesla came out with cyber truck it gave i am legend everybody's like oh the cyber truck this cyber truck that what is that it looks like a toy but shout out to you if you put a hundred dollars down hopefully you will get your car in 2025 hopefully they were not playing i hope that they were serious and that you get your car i'm hoping i'm hopeful for you <laughs> but what else has been up oh guys ah no 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 this week was interesting though from the last time we spoke to today you know, I don't know if I said this on the last episode, but I'm really in a space of understanding that healing has depths and it has portions and you are really never, let me emphasize depths. You're really never done healing, like complete healing, in my opinion, is when we get to heaven. That's just me. I don't have a personal revelation on that yet. You know, I'm just being honest, but that's just what I believe because I'm like, ah, I thought I was over this thing. I wasn't. Guys, a couple of things. Struggling to keep my promises. And my first, my approach is to like ignore the person, but still we post on Instagram stories. And what I mean by ignore them is like, okay, so I'm helping my friend work on something for his social media. I keep telling him, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like, I got you. I got you. And at first the, the momentum was there. And then, so I post on my Instagram stories. I even reached out to him. I said, brother, I'm sorry, sir. please don't worry. But I still haven't done what we agreed to do. As liberated as I feel and as I know that I am from people pleasing and trying to, trying to prove that, no, I'm good, it's still there. Because when we pile on promises, when we pile on commitments in an attempt to appear good, my dear, things start going haywire. So I was even setting up today and I'm like, Lord, please help me to keep my promises to people. But it's a heart thing. People pleasing is, it's a form of manipulation and it's a form of yeah, it's a form of manipulation. Now, this is not to say that I was per se people pleasing, but if I'm telling my friend that I can help him do something and there's like a momentum, we had already started doing it and then it dropped, that means there's some remnants still there to me. I don't know how you guys will see it, but that's how I see it. So, um, still working through that and I had a lot of bitterness in me. I realized, I think it was Tuesday when I had to work in office because now we work in office twice a week. It's like, oh my God, I literally said, Lord, I am bitter. Like I had not laughed in weeks. Even when I laugh, you know, I always say this thing about, oh, the smile, the smile doesn't reach their eyes or their laugh doesn't reach their eyes. 
it was giving bad. I was not smiling. I felt so burdened and so heavy about things that are out of my control, things that have already been sorted and I'm seeing them come to pass, thank Jesus. But it's like, no, you know, you get to a certain point where it's like, first you're obsessed with the promise or like the desire or the interest or the, the project or the job or whatever. And then it gets to the point of it's okay. Now I know that you're doing it. I need peace in the in-between because I can't listen. I will not run mad. I will not email this person before it's time. I will not, you know, overstep my boundaries before it's time or do what I haven't been instructed to do before it's time just because I cannot wait. So it made me bitter. That bitterness was not being in control. That bitterness was just panicking, like feeling tormented. Like, is this real? Is this going to happen? Am I really going to get this? Is this what, you know, all these years have been building up to? I'll, I'll have more details soon. I promise I'll have more details on what I'm talking about soon, but that's the extent of it. So I needed to get healing from certain things to get to that point of vulnerability with God. Lord, I'm bitter. Dang, this hurt. Get me out of here. <sighs> Life. It is well. It is well. We're getting, we're getting through it. We're getting there. So today I want to talk about identity. I want to talk about the twenties. If you guys do not know, I recently turned 29 and I'm one of the many, I claim many, but I know there are a lot of people that are scared of turning 30, but I claim that many of us will be excited. I'm one of the many people that's looking forward to your 30s. All of my friends, even my sister, everyone who I know, especially women, I don't really, do I really take much thought into what a man would say? No, I'm just joking. I haven't asked men over 30, but not that I've particularly made the effort to, but a lot of women in in their 30s they say life is better there's more money there's more this there are just so many i'm just excited i just feel like there's this unfolding so again while i'm so trying to enjoy and savor the last year of my 20s i'm very much looking toward towards my 30s and while i was thinking about that <clears throat> i had to walk through the phases of my 20s okay Let's, 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 let's go through the phases. Let's go through the phases. Early twenties was a bit of a blur. Wait, so early twenties. Hold on. Let me think about something. A minute, please. A minute, a minute. Yeah. Early twenties. I didn't know who I was. I, you know, the Bible thumpers that I've claimed to be critical of. I was, but I was not living that life. I was mean. I was mad. I was angry, but I was also a high achiever. I was a messy high achiever use that phrase very freely now I was a messy high achiever mid-20s mid-20s was plagued with the obsession of being married obsession of marriage to vindicate myself and to prove prove a point to people who either said I wouldn't get married or said that my marriage would be this that, and the third we've spoken about what thank god did not happen <laughs> if you know you know but mid-20s was that and then late like late 20s from 27 to now was just this huge shift and like a deeper awareness of who I am, a deeper acceptance. I struggle with accepting myself. You know, there's this thing of when you're in a space or in a place where, I'm, I mean, I'm a black woman. That's, that's the thing. And I come from a culture where everything is constantly being nitpicked. Oh, if you're not like this, this is how you do your husband's house is, oh, are you going to make it in life? All these things, like one mistake could could suggest something about your destiny and things like that you don't know how much you internalize it and you start not even being able to see yourself 
one thing that I really struggled with was just that, like not being able to see myself. So let me give you an example. When I would see good things in life, exciting things like success, marriage, caring babies, all of those things, having money, driving my, you know, my, my Lexus, very much Lexus and X hybrid. <laughs> but when I would imagine good things, even like graduation, I would always see somebody else's face like people that I know in life that I admired or people that I thought that were more together or prettier than me, more attractive than me, more conventionally attractive or whatever. I always imagined them. I just could never see myself. Even down to like perceiving myself, like imagining myself in my interactions with God, I was always only seeing other people. And it was so, not weird. Yeah, it's weird, Shai. To be honest, it's weird. <laughs> um, but it was recently when I, you know, was brought to my attention, the Lord brought to my attention, like, why can't you see yourself? So sometimes I'd be saying things or praying things or singing things and the Lord would literally tell me, I need you to see yourself, get a picture of yourself and look at yourself and see yourself. Cause this is not going to work. If you cannot see yourself, then that suggests that you don't think you're deserving of it. And it also suggests something about your awareness and who you are. Now I've always had a big imagination. I'm a creative. I've always been like the daydreamer, the... Well, before it was disassociation, but the daydream, have a huge imagination. It's very easy for me to, and you know, that goes, that could be, that was like, a, it's a really good thing, but when it was bad, baby, it was bad. Okay. I could put together whole movies of wickedness and bad things. Let me just be honest with you. But, um, I'm a dreamer. I imagine things. My imagination is very vast and I thank God for that. And when I would imagine things, it would be other people. But like bad things, for some reason, I was always able to slip myself in, like getting cussed out, getting abused. When I would imagine like my future marriage, when it was like basic things like receiving kindness from my husband, my future husband, I couldn't see myself. But when it was arguing and toxicity, because you know when you get to a point where you start even like imagining what arguments would be like, or is that just me? I would see myself or like at work. I always would only see myself when I was working at the pharmacy before I went back to school, before I went to film school. But then when it was like producing work or even doing what I'm doing now, I would see other people. That was a challenge. I could not see myself because I could not accept myself. I could not accept me and that I deserve good things. One of the struggles that I've had recently also has been a thing with accepting kindness. Now I have to like hold myself. When somebody says, oh, I can do it. Oh, let me get the door for you. Let me do this. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. I struggle to accept kindness. So... My entire 20s has been this journey of going from like, I think in my early 20s and even in my teenage years, it was things of not just, just not wanting to be myself. I'm dark skin. I'm tall. I'm a big body band, you know, 4C, 4Z hair in the back, just what society has deemed as not beautiful. And so wanting to be like someone else or wanting to look like someone else that I felt was more conventionally attractive or more acceptable or palpable has always been a thing. But I think because the seed had been sown when I was so young, it just became my thing, just became normalized. So even down to doing certain things, I'm like, oh no, when I lose weight, no, no, no. When I lose a hundred pounds, when I lose this, no, 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 when this, when I lose this, when I lose weight, it's going to be this and that. When I get my skin together, when I get enough money and I can wear the 30 inch bust down even to sleep. It's just this constant thing, this constant thing of like other, when this happens, when I'm someone else, when I'm someone else, instead of cultivating who I am and accepting who I am, 
I don't know if I've said this on here, but there was a time where I could not look myself in the mirror, definitely could not look at myself in the eye. Even recently, it wasn't until recently that I can look at old pictures of myself when I was 400 pounds and be like, wow, oh my God, Eric, you're beautiful. Ah, ah, hey, this baby was too much. I couldn't because I condemned her. I just felt condemned and shamed and guilty. But there are also some very exciting things about my 20s. So apart from film school, I had no formal experience working in media. I, I had no... Let me not say formal. I had no formal education working in media. But in my 20s, that's when things kicked off. I mean, like, <laughs> one day I'm studying public health and communications, like um, strategic communications, and then I'm working at a radio station in Lagos. Like, that's how God does his thing, even when I was not fully devoted or fully committed to him. And even though the radio thing was like a lot of other people's ideas, a suggestion to me, it churned something in me. Even the people that I worked with when I was doing freelance work this was the time like i really felt like i explored i know i stressed my parents out seriously i know i put them through a lot in these 20s it gave middle child vibes but i i cannot say that i did not explore guys i, I lived in nigeria went to this place went to that place really i took i took the bull by the horns or whatever the saying is so I definitely am grateful for that and definitely happy that i did not waste my let me not say waste because it's about perspective there's a time where i thought i did waste my 20s because i'm like i'm 29 and now i'm just an associate producer like this you know all of these thoughts right but um yeah i can't say that wasting my time now let's go let's go back to the being the high achiever thing that has just always been a trend in life i thought that like the accomplishments i had everything that i did would be enough and like will finally qualify me and i thought it would fill a void but what's the point of being a high achiever when I was just living a rough life on the surface? Oh my gosh, like she's so accomplished. She's so good, but my mouth was bad. I used to insult people. I used to gossip, anger, bitterness. I mean, list it. I don't understand. Only me, but I had the accomplishments. I had things on paper. It wasn't until recently, let me say like two years ago, there about where I realized like you can have all of the accomplishments in the world, but what's your heart? What is your heart saying? Where is your heart? This world... And the things of it, when we leave, we're not taking it with us. Where, what is your, where's your heart? What are your true intentions and your true desires? Even with marriage. Ah, when I get married, I have my wedding. Ah, no, 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 that auntie. No, 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 no. I'll make sure that she sits at the table next to us so that she'll see me. Ah, no, no, no. My post, what will be my hashtag? What would I post? And those things are great, right? Like he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. But how do you want to build a marriage and a home? How do you want to build friendships if it's all for packaging, if it's all for what we see online? There are implications, there, there are expectations when you come into covenant in marriage, when you come into covenant friendships, covenant, you know, relationships, the expectations. It's not just vibes. How wait to go Sammy with that kind of thing? It was not a concern for me. It wasn't it didn't matter until recent history. I think one thing or a few things that I've heard from people in their in their early twenties, their mid and late twenties, one of my coworkers, she just got out of college. Brilliant lady, beautiful woman, hardworking, passionate, very much on her grind. And she's like, Yeah, I don't really go out that much anymore. My friends are like, Oh, you don't you don't come out because I'm grinding, like I'm trying to to reach this goal. I'm like, what's the goal? She's like I'm just trying to get to a certain point. What is a certain point, my darling? She was quiet. I just looked at her and said, sister, 
you're really like you're 21 or 23 you are you are doing great work already and it's just like it can't just be about the grind it cannot it can't just be about chasing a bag there's things that need to be worked through that need to be cultivated cultivated you need to sleep you need to be able to say oh i'm going out without saying who's gonna babies if you don't have kids like in your 20s who's gonna babysit the kids Okay, you need to go home. You need to be able to go home and lock your door, light your candles, and watch your Nollywood film, and that just be it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we need to rest. We need to be. And I'm not saying that when I'm 50, I'm not going to lock my door and tell my kids and my husband, "Go ahead, clock out for me and watch my Nollywood film." But it's completely different, if you know what I mean. We have this space and this time. And while I'm all for like chasing a dream and chasing a goal, I don't know that it has to be a chase. I don't know that we have to strive. I don't know that we have to manipulate. And I don't use manipulate per se in a negative way, but like striving essentially is manipulation. I said in the last episode that was very goal oriented. When I reach out to someone, let's keep all those pleasantries. I need something from you. Sometimes in our goal to desire to achieve something, we miss out on certain connections. And then we find ourselves feeling alone. The pandemic did not help. It took a good two years out of us, right? Where a lot of our interactions were Zoom or texting and things like that. But I think the foundation was set before. Before 30, you you need to buy a house. In this housing market, there's nothing God can do. But in this housing market, oh, before 30, you need to get married and have kids. Okay, but what what if it's supposed to be 31? Like, honestly, I feel, I feel like a lot of like things have changed. Early 30s is not a bad time to get married and start having kids. A lot of my close friends just got married when they're like 30, 31, 32, 33. I'm not saying that is you or that's what will happen, but I'm just saying like we have these deadlines and these these accomplishments and things like that that are based on human timeline. Oh, you need to date for, for two years before you marry the person. Says who? You need to work at this job for five years before you move up. Says who? Oh, when you hit the five-month mark, you need to start applying for new jobs. Says who? These are all man-made ideas and concepts. Culture influences it. But when you look at like when you look at your goal, what is the motivation? I talk about marriage and like my like the whole marriage thing a lot because it was an idol. It was a big, 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 big thing for me. I had to really check. I won't even say it was just me. The Holy Spirit was like, okay, tell me why you want to get married. Probably like last year, two years ago, tell me why you want to get married. I want somebody that'll be touching my body when I sleep. Like, and that is great. That is valid. And that is will happen if you're listening, my future husband. I trust you. I know you have what it takes. That's like fine, but like what else? There has to be a full perspective. And when you get the full perspective or understanding on on what God desires for you, whether it's marriage or career, a job, I mean career, job, kids, whatever, you actually that idol actually no longer becomes an idol. And it's like, okay, Lord, I'm looking to you to show me the way. I'm looking to you because I love you. I want to know what this is about. You know, we have these dreams, we have these desires. Oh, I have to make a million dollars by 30. Why? When you have at least 70 plus years left and when you're 80, you can get somebody to do it for you. Why does it have to be then? So we push, we have these goals, we strive, we do all these things and it becomes our God. It's all we can think about. Ah, when I get this, I'll be happy. That was my thing. I can't be happy now because I'm not married yet. I can't be happy now because I don't have children yet. I can't be happy because my, this, 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 those are my two biggest things. And it's like, what are you saying, Aik? Like, be so for real. You cannot be happy. Does life begin 
when you get married and when you have children? Does life begin when you get the, the million dollars? What foundation have you set now? What did you miss out on? Because that's all you were about. Guys, the 20s are an important time. I think every decade is important, but the 20s are the most pivotal because not just from like an emotional standpoint, but like even from a cognitive standpoint, the way that our brains develop. If you really think about it, a lot of things you wanted in your early 20s, if you check the list now, you say, I don't know. Even some things you wanted last year, you may not want them as much now. We have to, it's a hard balance of being productive but also not making idols out of things and also not like wasting time worrying and crying and healing if we have the childhood trauma thing going on which is like an ongoing thing like the healing process of all of these things um, and working on our walk with god and just all of these things life is dynamic as is said and um we just have to give ourselves space we have to give ourselves room we have to enjoy this time we have to balance things like we have to find some sort of balance. You know, we see some people on social media who they're able to buy a Birkin every week. Okay. In your 20s, do you really have to be able to buy a Birkin every week or buy a Chanel every week? Like in your 20s, do you have to be able? There are some like medical doctors, engineers, or pharmacists and stuff. Yeah, they can in their 20s. But like, do you have to? Is it a must? And who says it's a must? Society says it's a must. So my suggestions, because we do suggestions around here. First and foremost, you got to go back to the drawing board. Lord, I've been listening to what a lot of people have been saying. I'm sorry. Can you help me, please, Lord? Like, I'm sorry that I listened to what everyone was saying instead of listening to you. I'm sorry that I ran to advice from people who ah, may not you know, I mean this with all due respect, may not be living the best example, but they were willing to listen. I'm sorry for trying to take matters into my own hands based on people's, what people say. Please help me. And then I want you to list out your desires. Is it marriage? Is it a job? Is it a, is it a yacht? What is the root? Like, what is the root of that desire? And not just what is, yeah, primarily I want you to write down what is the root of the desire? What is the why? And if the why, honestly, if the why is not something that you'd be able to tell people out loud, then that's something that you need to give your heart to God about. There's some things I can say now casually, but like when I wrote down the why, I'm like, ah, I won't even say this to, as I'm writing it, I can't even say to God that this is the reason, right? Talk less of the people around me. If your why is not something that you'd be proud of, not that you have anything to prove to anyone, but it's just like, if you cannot say with your full chest, okay, this is why I want to do it, then reevaluate it doesn't mean that it's not it's not a valid desire it does not mean that it's not a good desire but like if your why is what people will say proving a point if it's things like vindication proving a point making my haters mad get back on my ex prove to that teacher in kindergarten who was so racist and said that i should just start working at cvs i don't know you know what i mean then it has to be some reevaluation guys your 20s are beautiful there's a constant Life, life in general, there's this constant process of unfolding, but I just feel like your 20s just, they're sweet. They're confusing, they're stressful because you're constantly trying to figure out everything you, like it's one of those things where you have one friend this week, the next week you're no longer friends. All of those things, but it's a part of the unfolding, it's a part of the process. And if you're in your 20s at any point, even if you're 29 like me, even if you're turning 30 tomorrow, like rest revel rejoice enjoy this time enjoy this time the season you're going into where you're headed 
you're going to need this kind of rest. You're going to need this foundation of rest and understanding and clarity. And I'm not just saying this that, oh, you know, in general, I know it's just the reality of the situation. If the best is yet to come, then there's certain levels. There's certain places you got to go, but you have to build the foundation. And I just feel like that's what the twenties is for. If there's that friend that you don't know why things ended, or you feel like you know why things ended and you're the one that did wrong and you feel like you should say something. It's not bad to say something though, or you can just type it in your notes. If you're like me, type what you would have wanted to say to them in your notes and sit on it for a little bit. If there's that class that you wanted to sign up for, but they said, ah, well, why are you signing up for it at your, at your age? People need to buy it by now. You should have bought this is girl, sir, friend, anybody sign, sign up. In fact, Send me the link. We'll go together if, if we live in the same area. <laughs> when I'm in Nigeria or Ghana, we will go together. If it's actually sleeping, then sleep. And put your phone on, do not disturb. Whoever said, oh, why are you sleeping? I work until 2 a.m. Okay, then your cortisol level is going to be through the roof. Yeah, working until 2 a.m. doing what? If you even stand behind the person and look at their screen, they're just typing, what is your favorite color? <laughs> what's up, what's up, they typing? There's nothing to prove, nothing, nothing to prove. I know we feel like we do have things to prove, but my favorite saying is the goalpost always shifts because it does. You make this accomplishment to prove a point to a person who said you weren't, you weren't going to be anything. They'll now find something else. They'll now move. Well, what did this person do? Sometimes it's proverbial enemies. If you grew up in a, in a West African, if you've grown up in a West African home, or a Nigerian home, you've heard about these proverbial enemies. <sighs> Sometimes you're just making it up. Sometimes the enemy may even be you. Have you heard of self-sabotage? Has anybody told you about self-sabotage and things like that? Have anybody told you about principalities and spirits? Yes. You know what I mean? Guys, let's take things easy. Rest. This, I mean, how many days do we have left? Today's the 6th. December 6th is when I'm recording. But you're going to hear this in two days. Whatever date that is. The 8th. That's what? Like 20-something days? Let's rest. Let's rest. Let's take things easy. I didn't say that you call out from work. Or don't say that. Oh, I was listening in between podcasts. The, um, Eric was suggesting that maybe I should call out from work. I didn't say such. So that people won't now insult you that you didn't bring anything for Christmas. Not even rice. But... We need to rest. We need to enjoy our 20s. If you're 21, early 20s, it's going to get better. If you're in your mid-20s, your frontal lobe has fully developed. Block that person now. 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 Not block. Block them right now. Now. Block them right now. If you're in late 20s, still block them. <laughs> and I truly believe that it's going to get better for all of us. God is with you. God loves you unconditionally. He loves you down. That's been the phrase <laughs> that... The Holy Spirit has put in my mind. God loves you down. And I say it out loud and I'm like, Jesus loves me down. He loves me down. If you're not familiar with that phrase, <clears throat> if you're not from the U.S. and familiar with um, vernacular, when we say, I love you down or, or he loves you down, it just means he loves you a lot. The down is just an emphasis on it. He loves you down. I love you down. And I would like to think that you love me down too. But if you don't, I still love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so, I'm like racing, racing to speak again next week. Hope you're doing really well. Sleep, oh. I don't want to hear that you didn't rest after hearing this, my talk. You can even use it to, to sleep. You can use it as a lullaby if need be. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Stay well, stay beautiful, stay you in between now and when we meet again. Bye for now.